Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Tori Dealing With, where each episode is short, sweet, and the perfect thing to enjoy in the morning just like your coffee. Many of you may not know this about me, but I have always struggled with clothes and trying to style myself. Since a very young age, I have dealt with body image issues. I grew taller and bigger than a lot of my petite and cute friends, so I always felt like the brute of the bunch. And I remember sitting next to a friend when we were younger, heading to soccer practice, and while we were in the back of the seat, she looked over at my thighs and she said, oh my God, your legs are big. And to this day, I can still remember how much that comment hurt my feelings because I always felt like a bigger girl. Growing up, it made me lack my confidence with my wardrobe. It was always so much easier for me to just act like I didn't care about style and just dress like an athlete instead of trying to actually express myself through clothing. I know I am not the only person who has a story like this either. A lot of people struggle with dressing for their body. And that is why I'm so excited to talk to Heather Newberger on this episode of the podcast. Heather is a professional stylist and has worked with major brands. After years of experience and developing her craft, she's channeled her knowledge into the perfect book. How to Date Your Wardrobe is a masterpiece. In this book, Heather brings awareness into your closet and helps you put it on your body. She gives you amazing tips and spills all the tea of what it means to fully style yourself. Heather, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's seriously been an honor to meet you and connect with you on social media, number one. And please tell us about what you do and what inspired you to write your amazing book that just came out on the night. Well, I've been working in the photography industry now for over 10 years. I'm probably writing ever since I could pick up a pen, but only during the last couple of years did I actually see a place where those two passions could overlap. A lot of the readers who have actually read the book have described it as being particularly vulnerable. And I think a lot of that comes from my experiences writing almost exclusively narrative personal essays, a lot of them about dating. So while the book is designed to walk with readers through their fashion experience, through their journey, I think that the fact that I'm able to share those intimate details is a real strength of the book. It's a continual reminder that while I may be a professional, I'm still on the same journey that my readers are too. Which I think is what makes it so relatable. Like as I was reading through the book, I was like, yes, 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 yes. I had like so many moments of like, oh my gosh, I connect with this so much because I don't think that people realize how many people really do struggle with their body type because we are so different. So this idea of how to date your wardrobe, like to me, the title alone was just stunning and just immediately clicked. So I'm just curious, what made you come up with that specific title? Well, I think the idea of looking at your wardrobe as sort of like a partner and like, how would you want that partner to look? How would you want, you know, your ideal situation? And so much of the book, it talks about working through those different aspects. You know, you have to say no to more things than you're saying yes to. And it's not Mm. worth it to say yes to something until you're really, really ready to. So I think a lot of the things that we can apply to our wardrobe can also be connected to our dating life, which I think is great. Totally. Like every time, like I was just mentioning this to you a little bit earlier off the record, but like, imagine just like sitting in front of your dress, like, or like, like the picture in one of the books. Cause the, il- the illustrations are just so adorable. The guy sitting in front of his jeans, like yeah. with a bottle of wine in front of him. And he's like dating his wardrobe. And it's just like, so true. You have to decide if you like it, you don't have to feel like you need to like exactly. your clothes. And like, it is so difficult for people to say no. Saying no has been one of the hardest things that I've learned to do in my life because I'm such a people pleaser. But like, you don't have to be a people pleaser with your wardrobe. (laughs) 
no. And that's something that you can take ownership of. And ownership breeds confidence, you know? And so I think that the more that you're able to take ownership of your closet, taking ownership of your dating life. And again, so much of that is saying no, because it's so easy to say yes to something. It's so easy to be like, I guess I'm just going to keep wearing the same top all the time because I've been wearing it all the time. It's no big deal. It's so easy for me. I also feel kind of terrible in it, but you know, it's here. So right. I think that's the same thing as being in a bad relationship. You're there, you're dating someone, you know, it could be positive. It could also be really negative, but like, at least you're in it. Mm -hmm. And like, it's not worth it to be in a relationship like that. There's it's like, someone else's that are fit for you. It's like a toxic relationship with your closet because it's like, how many times have you put on a pair of jeans and like, it has made you feel bad. Like your clothes should not make you feel bad. Your clothes should make you feel great. And that's what is so awesome about your book because you literally take the perspective and you flip the script. You're like, no, 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 no. Stop giving your clothes the power over you. Demand that power back in your life. And that's what I love. And one of my favorite quotes from the book is just remember, you might have feelings about your clothes, but your clothes don't have feelings. And you say this in regards to discarding clothes, that you no longer need. So why do you think people have like such an attachment to old garments, especially ones that they hardly wear? Each of us preserves memories and objects, which I think makes it hard to get rid of, say, the dress you wore on your very first date. You were 16, now you're 26. It no longer speaks to the person you are today, but the idea of getting rid of it is just too painful. One of the things that I urge readers to do in How to Date Your Wardrobe is to live in the body they have today and only fill their closets with garments that speak to the person who lives in that body. You're never going to lose those memories, but it is time to get rid of that dress. Totally, totally. Uh, another thing that I love is just, just about how you, you take such complete ownership over your body. And obviously you're a professional stylist and you've worked on so many sets. Not only do I want you to like talk about some of the big brands that you worked with because I think, I think it's so cool, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I am so curious. Did that attitude of taking complete ownership help you become a stylist? Or do you feel like you learned that from actually being on set and styling? Well, what's interesting is honestly, I think I learned it from myself. Mm. I spent so many years being angry at my body for not being a different body. And only when I was able to accept the things about it that I couldn't change my hips or my height, was I able to find the things that I love? Like the only way I can accentuate my small waist is by accepting those hips. Mm -hmm. I tell readers that only when you accept your body are you truly prepared to dress for it. And the interesting thing is, is that I think I took a lot of those experiences and then brought them to set. Mm. I work with a lot of big clients like the NFL or eBay or Guinness Beer. And a lot of those clients are casting real people. And so I'm working with all different body types, all different races, ethnicities, genders, et cetera. And I really want people to accept who they are in those spaces because when they are able to, they feel confident and stronger. So I, all the time, I like to dress people for who they are and not for even the client necessarily. Yeah. And I love that so much. It's like you have all of these pro tips throughout the book, which I think is why it's really cool because not only are you somebody who's had to learn how to love yourself through your wardrobe, with your wardrobe and create this relationship, but you've also had, you have so much professional experience. So these pro tips are really cool. And one of the ones that really stuck with me was garment sizing per brand. So will you dive a little deeper into that and tell people why sizes are not as important as they think they are? Well, sizing is such a hot button issue because we spend so much time being angry at ourselves for not being a certain quote unquote size. You know, you think of yourself, I'm a six. 
but then I walk into this store and I'm an eight or I'm a 10 or in this other store, I'm a four. So I feel better about buying this garment. And the fact of the matter is that every single store has a different sizing platform. So mm -hmm. you actually cannot look at those things and say, this means anything to me. I walk into a Zara say, and I'm anywhere from an extra small to an extra large, depending yeah. on how I want the garment to fit. And so oh. I think that that's a really important part of it is how do you want the garment to fit on your body? So I actually urge readers, especially when they're shopping online, to buy in threes, mm. buy the size that you are, buy a size below, buy a size above, choose which one out of those three feels the best on your body, and then send the other two back. And if it is the larger size and that does make you feel uncomfortable in some way, cut the tag out because you're going to forget anyway. I love that. I literally love that. It's like speed dating your wardrobe. You're like, it's, it's like going on a date with like a bunch of three hot guys. You're like, I'm going to take you, I'm going to take you, and I'm going to take you. But you're only going to send, like, it's like you're on The Bachelor, right? I was just going to say, it's like The Bachelor in a wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm only going to give one of you this rose. So only one of you is going to get to be on my body. <laughs> well, the fact of the matter is that only one of you is allowed to be on your body. Like, hey. it's your body. You're in charge of that. You get to hand out the rose. You get to say, you know, the rest of these 30 women, they're mm -hmm. not who I want in my life. Totally. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love that. So um, we both have similar stories. Obviously you talk a lot about how you have had to struggle with your body growing up because you always felt you were like so tall. And I can relate to that. I wasn't always, I'm not like the tallest of the tall, but I sprouted pretty quickly. I always felt like the brute of the bunch in my friend group. And like, I'm, I have a very athletic build. So my thighs are just a lot bigger than some of my petite, really cute friends. Oh, so every friends, you know, and like, you got to love your petite, cute friends. But let me tell you, I was not that when I was a kid, I was a little, a little football player. I like one punt passing kick in fifth grade. Like, I don't know what yeah. I was like, I'm built for that shit, you know? But like every time I would go out to the mall with my friends, like we would go into Abercrombie and Fitch together. And like, I would try to fit in those stupid low rise jeans that never looked good on my body. Oh my gosh. And I always felt so uncomfortable like it just like and i think that like that that carries with you so long until you learn how to aggressively fight those negative thoughts that we hold around our body and our wardrobe but like now we see more brands trying to be more inclusive to all body sizes like i walked past abercrombie and fitch the other day in the mall and i was like oh my gosh like that's a thicker that's a thicker model like i was shocked and so i'm just curious why do you think it takes so long or why it took so long for brands to start appealing to all body sizes. Do you think that the public pressure just kind of like hit hard on each of these companies? Or do you feel like these companies genuinely care about people? I think the public pressure hit hard. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of intrinsic hatred that's sort of built into our society towards bodies that don't fit the quote unquote mold, uh, which unfortunately is often cis white and a size two. Yeah. Almost exclusively, that's because it's an impossible body type to have. I mean, almost, you know, a hundred years ago, we were praising women for their curves because being able to nourish yourself came at such a cost. But mm. now the cost is not eating or working out beyond exhaustion, you know, just to attain something that's really unachievable, mm -hmm. especially if your body is larger or smaller. I mean, I think that there's something to be said for you know, the vast spectrum of people who feel like they just don't fit that type. When I was growing up, the narrative was, if you're overweight, it must be because you lack self-control. You sit on the couch eating potato chips all the time. But there's no truth to that. Mm. Each of us is born into a body that we were meant to have. Some of us are smaller. Some of us are bigger. 
it was such a waste of time to, to you know, compare yourself to anyone else. Mm -hmm. Instead, in How to Date Your Wardrobe, I really urge readers to spend that time instead focusing on their own needs and wants. Yes. yes. You always, you have such of these like gem moments in the book. Like, I think I've read through, obviously I read through it, the whole thing, but like every other page, I was like, boom, boom, boom. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And by the time you're done the book, you're like, oh, I get it. Like I see the yes. full picture. But one of the other quotes that I really wanted to highlight from the book is you say, the goal of this book is to equip you with the tools you need to repair your relationship with your wardrobe. It's not about what will look good on your pear or apple-shaped figure. It's designed to inspire you to throw out the fruit basket altogether. Tell me what made you think of that brilliant quote, because it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of style guides and fashion books focus on what you can or cannot wear. And they also speak down to the reader from this place of being an authority that's so sort of demeaning. It says, I can help you because you can't help yourself. And while I don't know anything about your body, only you do. Mm -hmm. And I'm not here to tell you how you should dress it. So while How to Date Your Wardrobe is about style and it is a guide, it is not a style guide. It is a tool designed to work with readers so that they can feel comfortable in their own skin. And that's why I started the book with a section called Revive, which is all about individual acceptance, which is the first step to changing the way you dress. Absolutely. And in your professional and personal opinion, why do you feel like it's important to put effort into building that personal style and that relationship? Well, I think fashion has been designed to be this really exclusive thing, which leads people to feel like they have to be fanatics or not engage with it at all. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is that each and every one of us wears clothes. So to have a relationship with our wardrobe is going to happen whether we want to or not. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier to say, I don't care about fashion. But those words don't negate the impact that it has on your life. I liken the book to Marie Kondo's Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up because it's all about reframing the way you engage with something that you have to do every single day. So instead of hating it, why not enjoy it? Absolutely. And you know what? Like I wrote this question in earlier and I was curious if there was a specific group of people that you were going to have an answer for, but I feel like we all know the answer. Who do you feel like, <laughs> who do you feel like this book is going to appeal to the most? I mean, the one thing I always say is every person who has ever felt alone in a dressing room, and every person who's ever wished they were another person because they were told they weren't good enough and they internalize that message because it's a stupid message. Yes. It's all great. We're all individual. We're all unique. And it's honestly really happy to like, it makes me really happy yes. to see that more people are becoming included into the conversation. The more we're seeing, you know, universal sizes being introduced into lingerie, say, which is yes. be such an exclusive industry that was only allowed for certain people to be a part of. Yes. You know what? I also want to throw some blame on dressing room lighting. I don't think we put enough blame on yes. that. Dressing yes. room lighting is so fucked up. Why do they think that they can put lights from, from the top of the ceiling down? Like, no, that's not how you light it. That's never how, that's not how photography is light professional shoots. That is, yeah. that's, not, that's not what makes our bodies look good. So instead of blaming our bodies, and, our, and the clothes for this moment, I also want to blame dressing room lighting. Target, you better get your shit together because you <laughs> always made me feel like shit in those dressing rooms. God damn it. <laughs> here, here. And I mean, you know, in the book, I talk about this experience I had at Hollister that was so disappointing where I had watched 
this girl in my school who obviously was like five foot seven athlete. I'm six foot tall. I'm doughy. I'm old, you know, I'm just mm. not her. Uh-huh. And she's walking down the hallways in this great skirt. I am deeply jealous. I go to Hollister. I go to buy the skirt. I do not fit into an extra large. And that lighting is highlighting the ways my thighs are covered in cellulite. And, you know, the triangle of my vagina is sticking out from below. And I'm just <laughs> not meant to wear this skirt. But I feel like I have to. And, you know, both of us grew up in the age of low-rise jeans, which is the meanest thing that exists. <laughs> low-rise <laughs> jeans are like the scourge to women. You know, I was reframing Britney Spears recently. Or I guess it's framing Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. And seeing all of those low-rise jeans on her and also just noticing how unattractive it makes the female body look. Yes. The female body is all about curves and showing off sort of those beautiful assets that you have. And I think that low-rise jeans really worked against that. Totally. Like, they look good on some bodies and, like, power to them. But let's be real, a lot of us women are never, ever going to feel comfortable in them. I mean, like, literally, they cut me off in the weirdest spot. I feel like it's going to, like, it feels like you're wearing a seatbelt around your body. It's like I mean, I honestly didn't even think Britney Spears looked good in them while watching no. that. Yeah. And she yeah. is so thin. She is so beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, if someone who's in that space can't even achieve it, like, think about, you know, young Heather or young Tori trying to emulate these styles. Oh, God. And you remember that that um, terrible term, muffin top, that I feel oh. like sort of taken out of the lexicon? Yeah. Oh, God. Literally, you're bringing, you're bringing me back and I don't want to go back. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's great because you know what? It, it, it's good to reflect back on it all because honestly, we're, we've come so far. And especially with what you're putting out into the world, like how to date your wardrobe is going to be such an essential thing for women and men to have in their pockets. It's a, it's a really cute pocket size book as well. So you can literally carry it with you. And I think it's important that now we're just acknowledging where we are with fashion, where we are with our bodies. And Heather, thank you so much for putting all of your effort and consciousness into, into this work, because honestly, I feel like it's going to help revolutionize the way people feel about their clothes. So thank you. And what's next for you? Because after being a successful stylist and author, I mean, there's gotta be more. You just, you're just a powerhouse over there. Well, first and foremost, thank you for those kind words. It really means so much to have your support through this project. It's been such a labor of love. And, you know, when I talk to friends and family about it, I like to say that it's a love letter to my teenage self. You know, mm. the book that I always asked for and I always wanted. And, you know, at the, my last line of my acknowledgement is, you know, like, buck up, kiddo. Here's that book you always asked for. Mm. I wrote it just for you. Oh, it gave me chills. That <laughs> literally gave me chills. But honestly, what I would love to do next is write a second book. I think it would be so great to take a lot of these concepts that I talk about and more of like a, a distilled, you know, easily consumable way and make them into personal essays and narratives where you can really walk through that entire story with someone and to take a lot of those and also bring in those dating precepts and concepts. Um, I've also been thinking about a TV show. I think that it would be really great to do an anti-makeover makeover show where it's not about changing your style to become a better person, a different person, et cetera. It focuses on who you want to be. And I'm not necessarily like your style coach telling you, you know, go shopping in this store and you should only wear pink. I'm sitting there making mood boards with you, trying to figure out what crosses over and makes sense for your body. An anti-makeover makeover show. Well done. That's, that's key. That sounds like 
this is exactly where the world is going. And I'm just so thankful that you're one of the people conducting the train because it's just like phenomenal to kind of get this work done. I've already feel like I feel differently about my clothes and um, I'm just so thankful for you to coming on the show. So thank you for coming. And is there anything else you'd like to say to the people and where can we follow you and how can we support you? Yes, please follow me at Heather Newberger. That's H-E-A-T-H-E-R-N-E-W-B-E-R-G-E-R over on Instagram. Buy the book. It's available on Amazon and wherever else books are sold. And please feel free to reach out. You know, it's really important to me that we start a community of support. So I'm here to like be your fashion friend, be your advisor, you know, shoot me outfits, shoot me looks, say, hey, like, I don't know if this works on me. You know, I don't feel comfortable in this or I don't know if this is really my style and I'm happy to weigh in. Thank you so much, Heather. And I really look forward to connecting with you again. And I hope everybody gets this book, guys. So swipe up. All of the answers are going to be in the show notes below. You'll be able to get a link to Heather's book and also to her Instagram. And we will see you soon. Thank you again, Heather. Thank you, Tori. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. And this week, I'm going to leave you with a song that I feel like makes total sense. This is Florence and the Machine. Dog days are over. Enjoy. Stuck 
Run fast!